Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald is willing to put celebrating the 12th of July across the island of Ireland on the table in talks about a future border poll. I'm actually shocked. She went on to say that we, uh, more than any other political party in our bureaucracy, are used to working with, living with, dealing with our unionist neighbours and the 12th of July is widely celebrated. Now, I wouldn't have heard Sinn Féin saying something like that 10 years ago. They certainly wouldn't have been calling them their unionist neighbours. They were arch enemies. And they still are to some extent. Um, so I don't really know what to say. Apart from the fact, you know, I mean, this comes in the same week, of course, of the controversy of the now postponed state commemoration of the Royal Irish Constabulary and the Dublin Metropolitan Police. And Sinn Féin have led calls for the event to be cancelled altogether amid concerns it amounts to celebrating the Black and Tans. But they're willing to celebrate William of Orange and his victory at the Battle of the Boyne in 1690. Really? Would you be OK with that? Have we progressed enough as a society that we can accept that? Or as some people would say, are you a bigot if you can't accept it? Now, I don't know whether you've ever been in the north of Ireland for the 12th fortnight, as it's called, but I know people who have and who are up there, and they say it's like the purge, that it's just lawlessness for two weeks. I know a lot of people in the north of Ireland who go on holidays for two weeks because of the bonfires and the lawlessness that goes on, and obviously it's overtime for every single PSNI officer. Um, I don't know whether we'd be happier. You'd want that down here. Now, I know they do celebrate it in Donegal and some of the border towns, Obviously, because there are people living there that would be Protestant. But I want to know what you think. Do you believe that we are mature enough to celebrate William of Orange? Orange Man's Day. The victory of the Battle of the Boyne. Twelfth fortnight. It goes on for two weeks, actually, because I think the bonfires are set on the 11th leading up to the 12th. Let me go to Malachi. Malachi, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Malachi? Good evening, Niall. Malachi, well, I... I, I been on at night. I'm just shocked that Mary Lou even said this. I, well, I, this well, is not the same Sinn Féin I remember. Well, what surprises me is that you or anybody else are shocked. Because it's totally consistent with the position. And i just pick you up on one point that you, that you made there in relation to the RIC um, commemorations and commemorations that the Blue Shorts were proposing, which is in keeping with their position um, to, to commemorate the Black and Tans. The Provisionals only came out and opposed it when they saw that the, the general population was opposed to it, and they see that now on iTunes, come out to Black and Tans by the Wolf Tones is the top um, number one. And I mm. hope your, your own show will play it at some stage during the night. Um, <laughs> Do you well, I, I tell you what, Malachi, I will play it for you a little bit well, later on. Yeah, yeah. And you see, if, if you take what McDonald's I actually, said, by the way, just on a side note, I don't know whether you've seen the Alan Partridge skit. I did, yes. Uh, it's hilariously yeah, funny, actually. Perfect. Hilariously funny, but go on. But, uh, see, so getting back to this, what about, I mean, look, Orange Man's Day is traditionally, uh, now Northern Ireland is traditionally where it's celebrated for two weeks. Well, it's not in, just in, one day, by the way. Well, it's celebrated in the six counties. People, Republicans don't recognise that state you've described as Northern Ireland because, it, it, as Charlie Hockey said, it's a failed political entity. And those of us who are Republicans don't recognise that there is a legitimate state called Northern Ireland. It's the north of Ireland, or the northeast of Ireland, or the six occupied counties. Right, okay. Well, we'll call it Ulster then. How does that well, sound? Well, you can't call it Ulster, no. because that excludes um, the, the three counties of Ulster, which were deliberately kept out of um, the part that was retained by Britain in 1922. Right, okay. Because it had a Catholic majority. So what do you, what, when, you, when you're referring to those six counties, what do you refer to it as? The six counties, or the north of Ireland. All right, okay. Northern okay. Ireland is a politically loaded term. Do you think so? Of course it is, because it's a political en- entity. But, it, but it's also a geographical term. It's not. No, Northern Ireland is not a geographic term. Like the, the if, you, if you were referring Ireland. to the say, states in America, you'd refer to the northern states, the southern states. So northern is, is a geographical term. Yes, but you're not talking... You see, if you were talking about a northern state in a geographical term, you'd be including Donegal. All right, okay. Right? That so makes we're a fair point. about the northeast... <laughs> Part of Ireland. All right, okay. Okay, so so let's talk about um, Orange Man's Day, right? So it's not just one day, the 12th fortnight. It is a fortnight. It is a fortnight of celebrations leading up to that day. And it's a fortnight that Catholics in general who are able to leave the North, particularly in Belfast, left 
and went on their holidays, if they were able to go on their holidays. Because, well, and it is a public holiday, by the way, as well. Well, yes, but Catholics generally went for the two weeks around the 12th. They would have left the north and come down to, to the south. Because they felt unwelcome? Well, not because they felt unwelcome, because they felt under threat. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a serious risk to, to Catholic areas being attacked. I mean, that's the reality, and that's not... Like, of course, MacDonald, who comes from Milltown and went to... Um, a private school in Dublin and joined Fianna Fáil while she was in Trinity before she, she found a career path in the provisionals, um, has no knowledge of that. And I, I think earlier today you said you couldn't imagine Gerry Adams saying that. Remember, Gerry Adams is one of the people who chased around this country to, to shake hands with, with Charles Windsor. I said MacDonald and her, her uh, uh, northern counterpart, O'Neill, went down to Cork to meet him. You know, so these are people who have no hesitation in raising toasts to the Queen, to our health, Martin McGuinness done that. Martin McGuinness, for instance, met the Commander-in-Chief of, of the Parachute Regiment and the Commander-in-Chief of... British he shook Force the Queen... Well, yeah, but, he, but the way you word that makes it sound loaded. He shook the Queen's hand. He shook the... Yes, and what the Republican position for generations... Have we... But, uh, Maliki, see, the question people are going to ask you, and obviously I'm taking the opposing view intentionally... But the question people are going to ask you is, has we, have we not progressed as a country? Have we not matured as a country that we can accept that it's all right for the Queen to visit Ireland? It's all right um, for us to celebrate uh, celebrations which would be predominantly something that would be celebrated by the British or by people in the north of Ireland, um, Protestants. OK, well, the, the same people who tell me, for instance, or tell, tell, tell your listeners that um, the Queen should be welcome, welcome the likes of Bill Clinton or Obama, and then complained because they didn't agree with the politics of Trump that he shouldn't have come. You know, so either you have people coming here as a head of state, and that's fair enough. I've no difficulty in, in the Queen, and I think the Queen is, is a marvellous woman for her own country and a woman who, at 90-odd years of age, is doing tremendous work and has been kicked in the teeth by her own grandson only today. Yep. Um, you know, uh, which, you know, beggars belief. You know, we, we, don't even, we, we, we got into that conversation today. Let's not go there yeah, again. Yeah. You know, but I, I think that that conversation that you had today tied in with your earlier com- conversation about whether young people um, are totally spoiled and just don't give a damn. Right. You know, but, well, I, I think Harry and Meghan Markle have been spoiled, but however, yeah, and they're, they're obviously using the royal family and the fame, and f- well, the fame that they've got from the royal family to now make their own independent fortune. Yeah, well, well I, what I'd say is that Merkel would be one of the people who would bring do huge damage in time to the royal family. Oh, I would, I would, abs- and I said it from the very and, start. Yes, as I did. I'm, and and actually, by problem. the way, I, I had a bet on with a person, I won't say with who, in somebody at this radio station, that they would be divorced within two years. Well, no, I'd actually give it a little bit longer. Would you? Okay, okay five. All right, I'll say two. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll put money on that. Okay, but getting back to the 12th fortnight, and of course, the bonfires get lit on the 11th, on the night of the 11th. Uh, it's a huge part of history for Protestants in, Northern, in the north of Ireland. And on the 11th of July, the bonfires are lit to celebrate the glorious revolution of 1688. And the defeat of, Cat- of Catholicism. Yeah. You know, and, and, no, no, it, I, and I understand, it's, it's, every, it's everything that we shouldn't celebrate. But you see, people are telling us we should forget the past. And then on the other hand, they're saying, oh, well... I don't know, I, I, hold on, nobody ever... I don't think anybody ever says forget the past, but it's time to move on. Nobody says forget that. I mean, the past is really important, yes, and it's part, but do, it's history, Maliki. It is the, part of our history. But what they're trying to do is to reinterpret the past and to say that, for instance, that the, the battle between William and James, that all sides were equal. Now, those who were involved in it, for, you know, and those who were acting, say, on the, on the Catholic side or the Protestant side, you know, wouldn't see it that way. And, uh, like, William of Orange succeeded in that battle, not, not too far from where I'm speaking to you from now. But why should... You see, there's no difficulty in people in the South uh, remembering it. People in Donegal, the Orange Order, and the people in the Orange Order in Monaghan have their parades every year. What the state is talking about, McDonald is talking about now, is making a national holiday for this. Let's make a national holiday. We have no Independence Day. If you go to America, the 4th of July is Independence Day. You I think most people listening to, listening to the show have no idea what day is the, the Irish Independence is. Well, it should be either the, the date of the, the Easter Rising in, in April, or it should be the 24th of January. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most people would have no most idea. People, and most people up to last week had never heard of the RIC or the Black and Tans. And that says something about the history 
that's taught to people in this country. But you see, what, what we have... Well, now, hold on. They are taught it in history. They're just not retaining it. Or, they or maybe it's a case of they don't really care too much. Well, it, it, it's a bit of both, but I, I would certainly think that now in the history syllabus, and, and I, I've listened to people telling me how the Christian brothers indoctrinated people into being Republicans. If that was the case, we would have won this war years ago. Okay, well, do me a favor. Stay there for a second, because I want to go to Stephen. Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Stephen, well, Stephen, today marks, of course, three years since Northern Ireland's executive collapsed, or the North of Ireland's executive collapsed. Uh, so Sinn Féin, you know, they can't even get together with the DUP, but they'd be quite happy to have an Orange Man's Day in the South of Ireland, uh, just to get, I suppose, uh, United Ireland. I, I mean, do you really believe the Irish people, the Southern Irish people, um, would be ready for that? I'm not so sure, but I think recent events have shown that, uh, there, and I agree with the previous caller, that there certainly seems to be a lack of, inf- of knowledge about our history. So I certainly hope maybe over the next couple of years, as we come to the decade of commemorations, that at the very least people may be more aware of, of what's happening. And actually, it's much easier now in my day if you want to check stuff. Um, I used to have the Encyclopedia Botanic and stuff for that, you know, actual paper books. Nowadays, we can all Google stuff and find stuff out, um, which I think would be a positive. Whether I... But the other thing is that we have to also be aware of traditions that other people have, whether we agree with them or not, or find them offensive. And quite often, I think, some, particularly from the unionist and loyalist viewpoint, is that they hold on to these traditions because they feel under threat. So if they felt more, more welcomed and less under threat, perhaps um, some of the, maybe the nastier elements of these commemorations wouldn't exist anymore. But I wouldn't have a problem with any. I wouldn't go to it myself, but I wouldn't have a, a problem if... Um, people from an orange lodge. But you, you were a member at one stage. I don't think you still are a member of the Fianna Fáil party. I am. I've not yeah. been a member continuously since my year. Okay, I mean, so, so well, the, well the, the, officially the Republican Party. Um, yes. So, I mean... Hold on. Just, no, just to, to clarify that, just because they, they haven't their name, the Republican Party, doesn't make them the Republican Party. They left the Republican movement with De Valera in 1926. So, you know, don't be turning history on its head. They left the Republican movement. They left Sinn Féin. Okay, yeah, well, all right. Okay. I mean, that's a historical well, fact. There, and, and hold on, hold on. No, no, I, I, don't get don't well, me wrong. Fianna Fáil have, have changed. They're like chameleons. They change on a five-yearly basis, depending on who's getting elected and how they want to get elected. Speaking of they elections, by the way. They're the biggest con men in the country. They, they tell people that they're a Republican Party, yet right through the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, they executed Republicans, they interned Republicans, and they jailed Republicans for carrying on the very same same war that they had previously been involved in. So De Valera is the biggest hypocrite and the biggest anti-Republican after Collins. So, you know, this nonsense that Fianna Fáil are somehow Republican, they have been in power for the bulk of the period since the, the and, uh, and, free state... And if I was a betting man, I'd say they'll be in power again very shortly. Yes, they will, and they'll be in with the provisionals. I, I, that's exactly what my, my bet. I, I, I can, I, yeah, it's going to be, a, I, I think a Fianna Fáil Sinn Féin government, but that's just, a, a, if I was no, a betting man. What do you mean, Stephen? We're getting off topic. And also, uh, yes, I would regard Fianna Fáil as a Republican Party, a constitutional Republican Party. People like the Provost and the IRA sullied the word Republican with their semtex and their blood and their murder. They have nothing to do with real Republicanism. Uh, I mean, Sinn Féin IRA have actually stopped the United Ireland by their antics over the last long number of decades, the uh, let alone oh, those who, 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 who support the... Um, hang, hang on, I can only hear one at a time, just let Stephen finish. We're completely getting off topic. But we're not really getting off topic, because it is part of the topic, Stephen, I suppose, essentially, if, we, if, if you know, Sinn Féin describe themselves as Republicans... Yes, and I don't accept that they're Republican either. Okay, well, they just, well, okay, they describe themselves as Republican, and as the Nationalist Party as such. So if they are describing themselves as that, Stephen, I'm quite surprised that they would be even happy to accept uh, on the table talks about um, having uh, celebrating Orange Man's Day or, or for the, fort, uh, the July fortnight in the south of Ireland. With the current negotiations that are on, that are on because reality is well, neither the provisional French train or the DUP actually want an election because with recent... Um, well, can I just point out, but just on that note, there's just news coming in literally there now, and obviously we, today is D-Day, that the tarnished Simon Coveney is in Belfast this evening briefing, uh, briefing the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar in Dublin on the ongoing efforts between Ireland and the UK to restore power sharing. 
sorry, want to go to assembly elections because both the DUP and provisional Sinn Féin are going to lose. Yes. Uh, the, the more the, the, the middle and the more normal part. Well, then is that not what this is? But is that not what this is about, Stephen? Hold on. Is it not about the fact that there's a limited amount of people in the north of Ireland in the six counties to vote for Sinn Féin? There's a limited amount of Catholics to vote for Sinn Féin. So realistically, now Sinn Féin have to play two hands to try and get more votes. Isn't that what this is really about? And we also have to be mindful of the general election that's coming up here. But are they selling their souls to the devil? Is that essentially what they're doing? They've done that a long time ago. Well, Well, I I think we both agree that they've been in collusion with the devil for for decades in their support of an illegal terrorist campaign. But leaving that that aside, I I mean, I think we have to look at at the broader picture and why they're doing it. But going back to, I think, the, the original point is... Should we allow or should we welcome other people from other um, um, walks of life or, or traditional traditions having their own celebrations? I wouldn't object to it. I wouldn't stop it. I wouldn't... Um, but did, that, yeah, well, yeah, but hang on, hang on. With, with the greatest respect, I'm sorry, Malik, I'll let you back in a second. That's all right if you're talking about Mardi Gras or you're talking about some sort of traditional celebration that's fun and full of colours and all that kind of thing. But let's be clear about it. The 12th fortnight is not like Mardi Gras. Sorry, Malachi, no, go, ahead. Not, well, go no, ahead. Go ahead, Well, hang on. Let Malachi go ahead question, there. There is no question about not allowing Orange men to celebrate the, the Battle of the Boyne. That's not the issue. What MacDonald has said is that she wants a national day, similar to Patrick, St. Patrick's Day, that there's another national holiday for to celebrate, effectively, the Battle of the Boyne. And, you know, I have no difficulty in anybody in this country marching for whatever reason they want. I was one of um, one of very few Republicans who supported Jeffrey Donaldson and, and the Love Ulster rally right to march in Dublin in the capital of this island and other lunatics, for want of a better word, who had nothing in common with Republicanism, who were out in their Celtic jerseys and started a, a, a mini-riot. In the middle of O'Connell Street, Well, yeah. because the city council had left enough... Ammunition, lying around, around, around the roads, yeah. You know, and that was tuggery. You know, and that has nothing to do with Republicanism. But, you know... For we may, I may agree with the other caller there, and that that about the devil and that. But the reality is that Fianna Fáil are not a Republican party, and they have used and tried to defeat the Republican objective in the pursuit of power in this state at every chance they could. Now the provisionals are in the very same, and in time, the the, the part of the provisional movement led by Macdonald will merge with your party, and then. You know, we'll, we'll in see. time, I don't, I don't think it's going to be too far away with this, by the sounds of things and the way polls are going at the moment. By the way, some of the text, by the way, coming in. Uh, what other country in the world celebrates a battle in which they were defeated? Typical uh, placating, pandering bullshit. Another person says, an Englishman once asked me why we, uh, why Guy Fawkes never took off over here. Same reason why we shouldn't celebrate this other assault on our country. Another person says, let's have a national holiday celebrating the IRA attack on the Paris at Narrow Water. What's the difference, says Kevin and Limerick? Um, a load of people kind of more or less saying the same Thing, Stephen, and, and it's not. I don't believe there's a level of immaturity about that. I think uh, you know there's still some wounds there that haven't healed. Oh, absolutely. I just remember many years ago in the nineties, I met the late David, uh, David Irvine, I think of the PUP, and I was, it was at an event of UCD, and a Canadian lady asked him a question, actually along these lines: "Is why is it so important for you to have these events to show that you are British or loyalist?" And he said, well, his grandparents viewed themselves as Irish. And up to that, and up to the 1920s, they did. But part of the reason I think they hold on to these traditions so much is because they feel they're under threat. They're under threat from the United Ireland. They're under threat from the IRA. They're under threat from the IRA, whatever it was at the time. And I think we have to look at ways of reducing the worries that the loyalist and unionist community have. They're, they live in our island. And at some stage, we've got to have to reach an accommodation. I personally think, and I think I mentioned to you before, I think an interim solution will be, uh, particularly with Brexit, is that we'll move to a federal system where we'll have two federal states on the same island before we move to United Ireland, which well, I think will ultimately happen as well. You, you raised the issue of a federal state. And remember that Jerry Adams took over the provisional movement and threw out the air renewal policy at that time, which was a federal solution. And it's still the policy of Republican Sinn Féin and said it was a sop to unionists, and he took over the provisional movement, and we see where it is now. But, you know... By the way, just to mention, I just want to keep people updated on the news. Stormont is reopening tomorrow. It was just announced as uh, uh, Simon Coveney is going to speak any second. I told you, wouldn't I? Many weeks ago. It'll reopen tomorrow morning. And once the provisionals got abortion and gay marriage into the north... 
they were going back in. It was never about ash for cash. It was never about the language. And neither, I'll agree with the other caller there, neither the DUP nor the provisionals, whose votes and the provisionals' vote right across the north dropped, except in North Belfast. And the only reason they took the seat in North Belfast is because um, the SDLP and the Alliance Party didn't stand. So there was actually a decrease in their overall vote, which was going to decrease further in the Assembly elections, and they would be down numbers. OK, now, well, well, hang, well, hang on. As well. well, I'm bringing Dermot in as well. Hang on. Uh, Dermot, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Dermot? Good evening, Niall. How are you? How are you doing, Dermot? Um, well, OK, I'm just keeping people up to date, by the way, on that news. Uh, Stormont Wheeler reopened to other new deal called the New Decade New Approach Deal. Um, and Stormont will open tomorrow morning. It'll, it'll reopen. It'll reopen for probably six months until there's another blow-up. Well, the thing is, they had no choice, because if it didn't reopen tomorrow, they were going back Correct. to direct rule from Britain. So they, well, so well, they had no bloody choice. That, 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 well, 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 hang on, Maliki. Hang on, hang on. One, just one point, Niall, Aaron. The MLAs were being paid from day one, and that should have never happened. If the British government had said, as soon as Stormont collapsed, well, we're not paying you, it would have been back up and running in two weeks. See, what I can't understand is, obviously today was D-Day, uh, it was three years today before Brit- the British rule takes back over, or they take over again, right? Well, it was going to And, and how, how could they manage, the but how could they manage to do a deal at, you know, two hours to deadline tonight, and they, and they, and they couldn't do it in the last three years? That just because makes sense. Because the paychecks would stop. Yeah, well, because there's election faces down, down the road. Yeah, so, well, Jeremy, get, get back to the original question, Jeremy. Would you welcome Orange Man's Day? Down here. No, I would not welcome it. And it's not a case of would I welcome it or not. It's insignificant whether I would or not as, as an Irishman. But it's how do they celebrate uh, the 12th of July? They celebrate it, as you said, with bonfires. They celebrate it with burning well, of tricolours. Yeah, they celebrate it with burning of tricolours. Now, it depends... And how if they totally change the way they celebrate the 12th of July, well, then possibly. But the way it's celebrated every year, and you're going to, if in United Ireland, they're going to bring all that into the 26 counties. And, okay, you'll have Orange Man marching up or down O'Connell Street. Possibly you might live with it. But it's, it's as you said, it's not a Mardi Gras. It's an absolute two fingers to the Republic of Ireland, and that's all there is to it. And the Protestants... In their history, have this is, uh, has been from day one that this is the way they celebrate. Okay, it. do me a favour, Jeremy. Just hang on, hang on for two seconds, Jeremy. Hang, just hang on for two seconds. Just, I just want to listen to this. Hang on. But most importantly, there are compromises in the interests of all of the people in Northern Ireland. I want to thank all the political parties and their teams for their hard work and honest endeavour. It has not been easy at times. I would also like to thank my co-chair in this process, the Secretary of State Julian Smith and our teams for their superb work that has brought us to this point. I also want to thank Julian's predecessors who became good friends of mine. I think it's also very important to remember the awful murder of Lyra McKee that brought us back to these talks nine months ago. The Irish and British governments, as well as all party leaders, were left in no doubt by the wave of applause and the very public demand in St. Anne's Cathedral that we had been called out to get politics in Northern Ireland working again. I want all of you to hear the words of Lyra McKee herself, words that she wrote in a book that she never lived to publish. (coughs) She said Northern Ireland is a beautiful tragedy, strangled by the chains of its past. It's a place full of darkness and mysteries, but it's also my home. Sometimes I love it and hate it in equal measure. Yet despite being a tiny country, we disproportionately contribute talent to the rest of the world. And she's right. Oh, there you go. I'm not going to play it all. That's Simon Covey. That's a live feed. And you know what's actually quite ironic about that? I got that off a Twitter account of somebody who's there live and is streaming it. And RTE are only starting to stream it now. So I, I have no idea what's going on in RTE at all. Okay, but anyway, but there you go. That's, that's the deal. Uh, sorry, getting back to the original topic, Gemma, because we're going off the topic. I mean, it's just to let people yeah. know that Simon Cavani is outside Stormont. Stormont reopens tomorrow. And the power sharing deal is back on again. But sorry, go ahead, Dermot. Well, look, listen to Malachi. Malachi is a very intelligent on his um, interpretation of the North and everything in it. And I tend to look at MacDonald and possibly Michelle O'Neill and that in the North. They, they were not anything to do with Sinn Féin. At the, like, MacDonald was in charge of Sinn Féin in the 70s and 80s at the height of the war up there. 
she she she'd be out of her depth to start with. I'm not sure she'd she'd she was in Fianna Fáil. Say again. She was in Fianna Fáil. She was in Fianna. What do you mean she was? Yeah, she was in Fianna Fáil. She was a member of Fianna Fáil. Yes, correct. But she was at nothing. She was at nothing. She was only a child in the seventies and into the eighties. She was only a teenager going into going out of college and whatever. She's she's in a Sinn Fein of a different time, a totally different time. So I don't, I wouldn't fully blame her for for what she said today. The whole lot. She's she's dealing with a different scenario than was happened. Well, maybe had to she should have just stayed in Fianna Fáil then, shouldn't she? Say again. She should have stayed in Fianna Fáil then. Well, she, well, look at she. she Although she wouldn't be leader of Fianna Fáil. Well, she is. She is. At the, at the end of the day, Malachi, she is the leader of Sinn Féin, whether you like her or don't like her. She well, is the, the man. She's not the leader of Sinn Féin. She's the leader of provisional Sinn Féin. And what's the difference? Well, then, if you want me to start explaining what the difference is, the provisional movement left the Republican movement in 1970. Yeah. Right, so that provisional Sinn Féin, they described themselves as provisional Sinn Féin. When they had their, for, their, their first meeting, they claimed allegiance to the provisional army, the provisional mm-hmm. army council. They described themselves as the provisional. Not a name I put on them. But that's what and they what described name? themselves. The fact that they dropped provisional later on doesn't matter. In fact, so do you, they do, should do, they should do the so, honourable okay. thing and drop the name Sinn Féin. Do you, re- you recognise Sinn Féin today as a party, north or south? Well, look, of course they're, they're a party. They're not a Republican party. They're a party. They're just like Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael. Okay. And um, what's, so you, you, what's your take of them? Do you think she, does she have any sway at all? Does her or Michelle O'Neill have any She's sway? She's the leader in, of, in... of a party of charlatans and careerists. Right. Just as Michal Martin is, and just as Leo Varadkar is. No. Well, yeah. yeah, well, so, sorry, I, 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 I get as confused as you do, Stephen, and Darren. Sorry, no, go I ahead. I come in and dispute something he said there. Sinn Féin, provisional Sinn Féin, is nothing like Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael or any or Labour. Don't tell me, or tell me one significant difference. Let me finish without being interrupted. Tell me one difference. No, 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 no let him finish. Let him finish. One difference, as the PSNI came out a couple of months ago, is that Provisional Sinn Féin is still controlled by an army council. They said that in 2015. It still exists. They still call the shots. And the same is, is at the moment. Those are the people who are really in control. Fianna Gael, Labour, Fianna Fáil. Absolutely. Don't take my word for it. The PSNI report is there. Oh, yes. And we must take their word for it, mustn't we? The people who, who um, were totally involved in collusion, in, in buttering Catholics... No, that's the OUC. This is the PSI. This is, oh, this is the year so, 2020, okay. not so, 1970. Are the B specials then any different to the UDR? Are the black and again, tans? This is the year are, the, are the ROC any different to the black and tans? Are the black and tans any different to, to, to the National Army or the Free State Army? Well, it's just it's a different name, obviously, and the, yeah, obviously well, and a new beginning, isn't that what they call it? A fresh start, a new beginning. It's a different name. But okay, well, okay. We did. Let me let me get back to the original the original point. Can I, can I, sorry, not. Can I ask? Can I ask Maliki there? If in his mind, if Mark McGuinness or Jerry Adams, if Jerry Adams is in charge, or Mark McGuinness is still alive, is in charge, would they would they be gone down the same road? Yes, as they would. McDonald's gone down. Yes, because they've created so? this, and they have turned what was a Republican movement at one stage into um, another Fianna Fáil or another constitutional party another uh, collaborator in British rule. And remember, in the, in the, from the late 1960s right through the, mid, the early 70s, the, the, the um, objective of republicanism and of the civil rights movement of NICRA and of ICRA was to smash storm and bring it down and majority rule. And what are we at now? We have the provisionals back in tomorrow administering British rule in part of Ireland. So despite right. all the rhetoric and despite all of the nonsense that they claim to be seeking uh, no. and then to British rule in Ireland, mm-hmm. they no. are implementing well, it. Okay, well, 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 hang on, hang on. Sorry, Stephen, Stephen, go ahead. One very quick question to Maliki. Do you accept the Good Friday Agreement? No, the I don't. The, the majority, so you ignore the fact that the majority of people north and south voted for it. The majority of people north and south voted for it. Hold on, let me very clear. Let me finish the point. No, no, and yeah, because you're factually incorrect. You're incorrect. The people in the north of, of Ireland voted for or against the Good Friday Agreement. The people in the South only voted on a constitutional referendum to remove Articles 2 and 3. They did not vote 
on the Good Friday Agreement. So don't they be voted on the, they uh, did on not the article. On the it was a constitutional Friday. amendment, Stephen. It wasn't the actual article we voted yeah, well, for. But we all knew what we were voting was was to allow the. But it, it would be it would be fair to say, Maliki. You know, uh, you are clutching at straws slightly. It would be fair to say the majority of people in the south knew by voting yes or no what exactly they were voting for. No, well, I, I think. I understand and I understand what you're saying Maliki and absolutely you're 100% factually correct that it was a different vote than the vote in the north but in saying that we all knew what we were voting for Just as Lloyd George in 1922 said signed to Collins and the plenipotentiaries who had no power and no authority to sign any treaty said sign this treaty or we'll have terrible and brutal war against your yeah, people. No, okay, well, well, hang on all of you because I'm going, I'm going a bit over time with this now and I need to talk to one or two more people as well. So I want Dermot, please stay with me. Um, I have to go to a break and I have to take a break. You can keep texting. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. The question I was originally asking was would you object to Orange Man's Day or the July fortnight as it's known in the North being celebrated in the South if indeed it led at some point to a united Ireland, would you accept it? Because Mary Lou MacDonald says, well, it's on the table. Uh, certainly we could discuss it. In other words, she'd be happy enough to talk about it if it brought about a border poll. Let me know what you think. Uh, the number's 87 Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Just to mention as well, Simon Coveney, um, uh, the Irish and British government speaking up and outside Stormont at the moment. Everybody allegedly is praising them for what they're saying. But if they said there's a three documents in one package, uh, that's what we told before, and every member has to agree uh, moving forward but it seems they are moving forward anyway uh, but again Mal- Maliki pointed out rightly if they don't move forward they're not going to get paid tomorrow so, so it's a case of they haven't been able to do it in three years I'm lost as to how they could suddenly do it in uh, the space of the last hour and a half or two hours but anyway they did um, uh, let me go sorry back to Dermot so Dermot getting back to the actual uh, discussion tonight is which is uh, you know the July fortnight have you ever been in north uh, the north of Ireland? I've well, been loads of times. I've been in the north dozens of times over the years. Have you ever been up there for July fortnight? I have not. No, no. And would you go up for July fortnight? Or I would, would not. You? I wouldn't feel safe. No, I would not feel. I would not have gone up on the on the twelfth of July. No, absolutely not. No, I have. I have been up there for July fortnight. Now there are certain areas where it's perfectly fine, and there's other areas where you probably wouldn't want to go into. Oh, absolutely. That's just the way it is. Now it's it's going to be boring and impossible to to um, to figure this one out. What I wanted to ask Maliki, he's 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 stringent Sinn Fein and he's stringent. Um, he's a Republican. Republican. Yeah. Does does he would he like to see a United Ireland? Would he like to see the Brits sling the hook out of the, the north? Of course. Okay. I, mean, my, I spent my whole so life. My, you, my hold on. My parents okay. spent their life. My grandparents spent their life trying to um, bring about. And my my grandparents, in fact, did create the Irish Republic, and where some of the people who were involved right through from. Okay. From 1913, in fact, up till Correct. the 50s when they died. And we want so, to see a, so, a so recreation they, so, of the Irish Republic that they absolutely. created. So, so, so they, from 1916, when the, 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 the great men of, the, of 16 tried to, to, to unite Ireland, it didn't work. They made Hold on, Ireland wasn't Africa. ununited uh, on. at that How stage. Let me finish the point. Ireland was not ununited. <sighs> okay, all right, okay. The point was, how do you mean it was not ununited? Partition we only came into being we were, we in 1922. Were, it was a 32-county 32, 32 British state until 1921, until Colin signed. Until 22. Okay. Until 22. No, until 21, December 21. And then in January 22, they told, yeah, they, they, the British... It was ratified by, by elements within Dáil Éireann. Let's not get into semantics, lads, or a history lesson, okay? We all, we all get that part. You have to be factual. No, no, I understand, but I mean, you know. I don't want you to be a teacher. I don't want you to be a tutor. I'm just asking you a simple question. You want the United Ireland. It failed in 16 to 19. It failed in No, hold on. We didn't fail between 16 and 19. We didn't fail. By the way, by the way, I, I, I obviously need to interject just, uh, just to give you a couple of statements that's been made. Uh, Simon Coveney is now saying that there are many positives in this deal and their hope is that all five parties will come together in this deal. He said the Irish language doesn't belong to any one identity. Uh, that's according to Simon Coveney. It was never about the Irish language. Well, that's what he's saying. Sorry. What I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get to the bottom of, Maliki, is simple. In 20, 100 years, over 100, 105, 106 years since 1916, okay, we still have the British in control of the six counties of the north. So it has failed. Now, in 2020, they're trying to unite Ireland now, for, Who is? obviously for, for other reasons. Who's trying and to it, unite it? Who's trying to unite it? Who? Everybody's trying to unite it. Champagne wants it. Mary Lou Macdonald wants it. I would just stop, Maliki. What are you on about? 
The Sinn Féin have been pushing for a, po- uh, a border poll for years. There's no need for a border poll. The They've been pushing for a United Ireland for years. The possibility of a United poll, Ireland. Let's be realistic. A border poll will be lost. The, the border poll that's prescribed under the Good Friday Agreement says that once the Secretary of State within the six counties, the British Secretary of State determines that there's a, a groundswell and a possibility of um, a change in the constitutional position, she, can, she or he can call a poll in the north. The I do, okay, but just very quickly, Steve, you want to say something as well? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah something that Malachi said earlier, I think it's just once you Let's question him, and if I may do so without being interrupted. Any poll in the north, under the good price... Shall I ask a question or not? No, can, no I, I just... Okay, well, okay, we'll just finish what you want to say, Malachi, and then I'll let Stephen say what he wants yeah, to say. Yeah, i just finish this point. Any poll in the south is entirely irrelevant under the Good Friday Agreement. It's only the poll in the north that matters. So this nonsense about talking about under the Good Friday Agreement, which I, I don't accept, but if it's been done on and demanded under the GFA, the poll in the south is irrelevant. The only poll that matters is the poll in the six northeastern counties. So what do you okay. okay, well, uh, sorry, Stephen, go ahead. Yeah, just as Malachi reiterated kind of what I was going to refer to what he said earlier, in that he doesn't accept the Good Friday Agreement. The Good Friday Agreement was passed by the vast majority of people in Northern Ireland who voted for it, including the vast, vast majority of nationalists. So how on earth can he claim to be a Republican if he doesn't even accept normal democracy? I mean, does he want to impose a united Ireland against the will of the people up there, as opposed to what most real Republican parties want to do, and encourage people to come together? Well, hang on, let him finish, let him finish, let him finish. Go ahead, Stephen. As Seamus Mallon said recently, 50% plus one isn't the answer. We need to be aware of other... of, of, of other uh, backgrounds. But what, what, the key point is, how can he be a Republican if he won't accept democracy? Hold on. Democracy and Republicanism are not, not the same thing. Let us talk about those people you claim to be Republican. The blue shirts, the people who are in power now. I asked you a question on, about me, the Good Friday Agreement. Let me make the point. Can you answer right? the question? No, well, I, mean, no, no, I, I think he asked you a fair question. The point, is, the point that he's making is, if indeed, you, and you, by your own admission, you said that in North, and, North of Ireland there isn't an appetite for a united Ireland, so are you willing to force it upon them even no, though they don't want it's us? It's not a matter. The Northern state, let's go back into it's the historical... Well, it's a simple question, Malachi. Yes or no? Are you, uh, should we force it on people who don't particularly want us? The, the sovereignty of this nation is sacrosanct. In 1916... You're not answering you, the question. Hold on. I am answering you the question. In 1916... Let me answer the question. In 1916, the people... The, the Republican movement went out and established the Irish Republic. In 1919, the... Irish people ratified that republic right throughout this island and established Dáil Éireann. That Dáil was defeated and there was a counter-revolution in 1922, right? And remember, the people you're talking about... You still have an answer. Yeah, you still actually have an answer to the question. People, I am answering the question. The, the people who he described as Republican, like the blue shorts who would say that they're Republican, took 77 men out of their cells in, in the 10-month period of the, of the counter-revolution from 1922 and executed them and executed. judicially. That's without the, the over 150 people that they extrajudicially executed on the streets, right? So they executed far more people than the Brits had, in fact, done. If we move on then to the other party... That Are we getting to the answer to the question? Because I don't have all night... Yes. The and, they all executed people in the 40s and the 50s. They interned them and they jailed them. For, for carrying okay, so, the so Malachi, you're, uh, just to, to get to the answer to the question... Are you telling me that even though there probably isn't an appetite in the north of Ireland for a united Ireland at this present time, um, that you still would enforce it on them or I'm impose it on them? How, how can we enforce it on them? Or impose what, it on them? What, 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 what Republicans demand is an end to British involvement in this no, island. Right? So that's, that, that's the same thing, really, isn't it? Okay, well, well, ha- well hang on. I've loads of those people texting in, by the way, and loads of people want to come on as well and talk to us. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Uh, the number is 087 uh, Simon Coveney, I think, is still talking there at the moment. The kind of strain that that has put on the political system and political parties and many, many communities uh, that many of us know. Right, okay, well... Okay, if you want to, by the way, get more information in relation to exactly what is happening in the Stormont, the documents are available on the website, on the official website, the I, uh, the I, uh, the NIO and the DFA website. They actually have the documents up there already. Um, let me just go to Adrian as well. Adrian, you're on Classic Kids. Adrian, Adrian. How you doing, Adrian? Good. Adrian, um, in 2016, you were banned from celebrating the rising in, a, in the town of Monan. I was. In a wee village of Orham. Right, Okay. 
And what do you think of this suggestion by Mary Lou that, you know, we should be celebrating or we could in the future celebrate Orange Man's Day in uh, the south of Ireland? What do I think of it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that would work. Uh, would they want out there in Belfast celebrating St. Patrick's Day? Well, they do celebrate St. Patrick's Day in the north, don't they? It's not a national holiday in the north. It's not a national holiday, but they do celebrate it. But uh, you see, but what the, pa- the people man, do what celebrate it. demanding is a national holiday. Well, yes, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is they do celebrate people. I mean, look, I, I, to be honest with you, Adrian, St. Patrick's Day is quite different, to be honest with you. That's celebrated worldwide. Yeah. I, it's it's not quite, it's not, it's not really a good analogy. You know, um, would we celebrate uh, Irish independence um, in the north? I don't know. Yeah, well, you, but I'm going to turn it around that way. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't work. You can't impose on something. But do, 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 you not think, do you not think we've matured? We have matured a lot, but it's a long way to go. And at what, po- at what point do you see it ever being? I mean, can, can you ever see a point where we would celebrate William of Orange and his victory of the Battle of the Boyne here in the south of Ireland? Well, did they not try that 25 years ago to come down to march on the Boyne Bridge and they were stopped? Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They come down and filled barrels of water, brought them back up to Belfast and threw them on the streets of Belfast to march on the water. <laughs> at least they felt at home. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was done. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Maliki mentioned already they did have the Love Ulster parades, of course, in the South, but unfortunately led to a lot of trouble. Um, but do you believe there'd be... Uh, do you think the people of Ireland, uh, specifically, I suppose, Dublin, Cork, Limerick, Galway, the main cities, would accept a march to the centre of their main streets, um, you know, with the banners and the drums and... Now, let's be realistic. There's nobody going to travel 150 miles from Belfast or the north to Cork to march in great numbers. There's not the capacity or the numbers in either Limerick, Cork, whatever about Dublin, to to have a march. I mean, that's the reality. And people there talking about the bonfires and all of that. Apart from the the fact that the Greta Thunbergs will have the bonfires banned in time, um, you know, they don't have the numbers for that. So you're not talking about that kind of, of, of thing, you know. People need to be real. Yeah, well, well hang on a second. Let, let me go to Patrick as well. Patrick, you're a classic. Let's see you, Patrick. I don't know. Um, your girlfriend is from Tyrone. Yeah. And she's used to July, the July uh, fortnight. Yeah. And so, what what have you heard? Well, no, just, I mean, I mean, in terms of how they, like, she she grew up in the 70s and 80s. Um, she's from a very nationalist part of Tyrone, but she did live in a in a kind of mixed kind of town, Cookstown. Yeah. Um, two tours nationalist, but they would be really uppity around about July. Um, you wouldn't think it was a na- uh, predominantly national town. They'd be backed by the RUC and the UDR. I mean, they'd all go to Bundorden and off to Donegal for the July because of all the crap that would happen. Yeah, well, a lot, um, of, a, a so lot of Catholics nice do leave. Yeah. yeah, no, no, of course. That's a big thing. They all head off to Donegal. They all head away. They all want to get out of town. Like, one thing I would say, like, there's people in Belfast now, like, remember that Arden Jordan ran over a 16-year-old girl only a few years ago? Again, because the nationals were protesting about, you know, the Arden Jordan going where they weren't wanted. I don't know if you knew that. You nearly killed the girl, Malachi, I'm sure, would, would remember. Yeah, and, he's and still a member of the Arden Jordan. He, you know, the guy was prosecuted for that. Yeah, he's still a member of the Arden Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's but, still signing nomination papers for members of the DUP, yeah. even though he attempted to murder a 16-year-old girl. You had people murdered over the, the Gravati Road uh, incident. You treat young kids, the Quinn brothers, born to death. Michael McGoldrick shot in the back of the head. All to get down a road. And they marched by the Quinn brothers' house a few days later, all gesturing to the parents who were standing out at their door. They're not a Protestant fraternal organisation. They're, they're an extremist group, and a supremacist group who should be legitimised. So having a national holiday where we're going to celebrate orange culture and everything else. Like, if you're in the States, you have all these Jewish holidays, you have all these little subsidiary holidays. They can have a little holiday like that if you like, but not a national holiday where we as the Irish nation are legitimising absolute bigotry. You know, the people up in the north who have, and people up down here don't give a shit about the nationalist people. It's always about, oh, what about the unionists? What about the unionists? Your, your gentleman, Stephen, there from Fianna Fáil, he's one of your typical free state lackeys, that it's always the poor unionists. The unionist community have done not, had, had rule in the north of the, north of the island and abused it and treated people like my other half and all her family like they were third class citizens. And now, now... But, uh, yeah, but I, and I, I understand, I understand why your girlfriend lives in Tyrone. That might be the case. But I'm, I'm up and down to Belfast every weekend because um, my partner lives in Belfast, um, out just to past Belfast, actually. But in saying that, 
I haven't experienced anything. Now, I was there for July fortnight and there was areas that we drove by and she showed me because obviously it's a cultural shock to me, you know, uh, these massive bonfires, etc. Before you come up into Bangor and places like that, uh, these massive bonfires and housing estates where you wouldn't drive in with a Southern Reginer car, let's be clear about it, on, yeah, on those I particular am. days. And But in saying that, generally speaking, I don't sense that, you know, that bigotry. I don't sense, I've never had a comment made to me about me Southern Reg. Well, I did have an incident one night about a year and a half ago uh, with the PSNI, but that was a completely different situation. But yeah. generally speaking, I, I don't sense that bigotry. Well, I don't well, know, you must be ignoring the Sorry, sorry, Maliki. Because you're, you're within certain areas. If you go into, for instance, if you were in the centre of Belfast and you went into from West Belfast just over into, say, Tigers Bay, you would find a totally different atmosphere. Well, well, I, I mean, I, well, I have driven around quite yeah, a bit. You, you, we we you, do you, drive you, around a lot. Like driving around, but if you're there, if you go into a pub in Tigers Bay, for instance, or you go into a pub on the falls, you will feel uncomfortable naturally in Tigers Bay because you're not one of them. And I would say that, that many people from the south, if they actually went into many of the pubs in the Lower Falls, for instance, they might just feel as, feel just as uncomfortable in the same way as somebody going into a pub in the north, north inner city of Dublin might feel slightly uncomfortable if they came from the, the wrong back. I, just, just, I, I don't know whether either one of you are interested or whether people are interested. Obviously, Simon Coveney's up there at the moment. Uh, he's finished talking now at the moment. Uh, Stormont is back open tomorrow morning. But I'm, really? just lo- I'm looking at the deal here, right? Um, and it says here, transforming public services and investing in the economy, right? Uh, the deal uh, focuses on delivering what matters to the citizens of Northern Ireland. And it, 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 what it is, it's just words. That's all this deal That's is. It is. It's the yeah, same as any other... And um, better public services, stronger economy, new executive, right? But they do talk about uh, the Irish language, right? Uh, the deal offers a new cultural framework that will include a new office for identity and a cultural expression to promote cultural diversity and inclusion across all identities, uh, cultural uh, cultures, alongside a commissioner to protect and enhance the Irish language. Well, it's not at all. Another quango, that'll cost a half a million probably. Well, that's exactly what it is. So in other words... Down here, it'll probably cost two million. And they also suggest as well that, MEC, um, where does it hear about? The deal is about making sure Northern Ireland never goes three years without an executive again. I mean, why would you even put that into a deal? In other words, you lads, you're not to do this again, all right? You've been bold boys and you're not to do this again, and girls. You're not to do this again. Well, Noel, in fairness, I mean, I, I don't particularly like Sinn Féin. I, I'd be probably Australian or Republican that closer to Maliki. But in the, like that just shows the bigotry that you're up against up in the North, that even the Irish Language Act, it was too much of the DUP to swallow. You have a language act in Wales, you have a language act in Scotland. To be fair, the language act was applied by the provisionals. And I wonder how much the speculation of a 7th of February election down here played into a deal being done today. There is no way the provisionals were going to go into an election in 26 counties not being in government in the six. No, I agree. But in, in terms of the topic, though, Noel, in terms of what you're dealing with, in terms of unionists, they are the most entrangent, bigoted people on the island. And the fact that we would have even constant... But there's, big, but there's having, bigoted people down here, too. No, just as a, as a, as a, as a more... There are more homogenous There are races, different people, bigots. yes. How yeah, just beyond talk of the bigots. Unionists, I mean, I've come across them a lot more than maybe your, yourselves have. I mean... My friends from Ardoyne, they, they have no letter sent to there because their attitude to them is you're not getting anything. We're, getting, we're looking after our own and see who takes, you're getting a little pitch there and you'll be happy with that. And that's the kind of bigots in the DUP who couldn't even take an Irish language act for three years just because it, it actually kills them to recognise anything Irish as being but, but equal. Let, let's be very clear. And what that's the, the kind of bigots. So should we give them a national holiday if we get a United Ireland? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Let them have a holiday if they want. Like the Jew, it's like you have kind of subsidiary, kind of small holidays in the states. That you know, if you live in New York for a while, you'll see there's a lot of holidays for Jewish, and you know, a lot of the Jewish lads are off work for a day. But it's not a national holiday in the states. Something like that, absolutely, if they want to, whatever. But to have a national holiday to get to let to basically recognise bigotry, and that's all it is. It's supremacism. That's all the unionists is based on. I oh, by the way, can I mention to you that Sam McBride has just said on Twitter as well, here's the uh, NIO's summary of the 62-page draft agreement that published late at night, just hours before the Assembly is to be recalled tomorrow. Suggestions earlier today from one source of fears that the party supporters could pick it apart over the weekend, uh, so a, so, a bid, so bid to rush it in. In other words, they didn't make it available before now because the new people would take it apart again. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's a, it, let's just say as well. I mean, the partition has failed. It's a failed state. 
Like, I mean, you had it, you had a secretary, and I think that's the bit, the bit that Malik is getting at, not recognising the Good Friday Agreement vote because a partition vote. They do, do you recognise? Do you recognise the Good Friday Agreement? Do you recognise the Good Friday no, Agreement? No, I don't recognise any vote that is on a partition basis. A partition was forced on the people. You're on about forcing people in the north into a united order. We, 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 we could, well, okay, we, we could have a whole a discussion. Yeah, but we could have a whole discussion. We're in that position now, whether we like it or not, right? So we could have a whole discussion about a united Ireland, economically, etc., etc., about how uh, how we would benefit from the pros and cons of it. And like, to be honest with you, I don't think it would be beneficial to Ireland at the moment at all. Now, let's be very clear what this agenda is, right? And I, I, I'm on the record, probably the first person on the record, on the late Jerry Ryan's programme, after Robinson had the handshake with Adams in, in Belfast 20-odd years ago, more, that what we are on is the, the, the blue shirts and the, the so-called Southern Republicans' attempts to create some kind of a concept of a united Ireland within the Commonwealth. That's what this is about. And that's the very quick trajectory that we're moving into. All right, well, listen, lads, thank you very much indeed. Maliki, thank you for staying on as long as you did. Thank you very much indeed, Patrick, and everybody who got involved in that conversation. Some of the texts coming, coming in. If the whole of Ireland became uh, Protestant, we would still be part of the UK today. Another person says, Maliki is the only one talking sense on the issue. Uh, I've heard on the radio so far. That comes in, pardon me, excuse me, I've got a bit of wind. That comes in from Dahi. Niall, when the two lads are finished comparing dick sizes, uh, can you do something else before some of us die, says Kevin and Limerick. Uh, all right, Kevin, well, maybe some people were interested, you might not have been. Uh, we, are a we are a multi-nation now. I have no problem with Jews celebrating their holidays, or Rastas smoking their weed, Hindus praying. If prods want to celebrate Orange Day or Guy Fawkes, leave them at it. We celebrate Christmas all, all around the world, and it's acceptable to them, says Sean and Kerry. It's a very different type of festival. Sean, you're not thinking about this properly, Sean. It's a different type of festival. You know, and yes, Hindus do their praying and yes, Rastas do their smoking. Uh, Jews have their holidays. Uh, Muslims have their holidays as well, whether they're fasting sessions or, you know, I mean, so, but this is a very different type of celebration. It's, uh, if you've been up there and in parts, not everywhere, by the way, but in parts of the north of Ireland where they celebrate uh, Orange Man's Day, um, it certainly um, can be quite aggressive in the way they celebrate it and the approach to it can be very, very different. Um, uh, there's loads of stuff, by the way, actually coming in now as well. Uh, the Tosh Simon Coveney, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Julian Smith, have published a new decade, new approach. It will transform public service and restore public confidence in, a in an, a devolved government. The full document is available on the DFA website, by the way. Um, so it just seems that for the last three years, Northern Ireland haven't had a government, but all of a sudden when the shit hits the fan, and they're on the last day where they were going to uh, the United Kingdom government were going to take over again the British government uh, and have direct rule again suddenly they could sort it out in the space of a few hours it's bizarre isn't it because they're all as Maliki rightly pointed out if they didn't sort it out tonight they were all out of a job tomorrow that's politicians for you self-absorbed self-serving every single one of them was thinking of their own pockets and their own bank accounts and they weren't thinking of Northern Ireland I wouldn't imagine but they sorted it out at the end anyway. <laughs> Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.